Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here in Idaho. My name is Ken Lewis. I'm the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in the state of Idaho. And in the studio today, we're visiting with a good friend of mine, George Saroyan. George, it's great to have you on the program today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, I know that you've been on KBXL before. I know you and your wife, right? Right, yeah. That was a few years back? Yeah, I think uh, it's almost two years now, yeah. Uh, and I know that was in part for I know you guys you guys have some you guys your wife has produced some incredible hummus and you guys have given those samples out at our FCA golf scramble we do each year and uh, so part of that was that's how you ended up on the radio right to help right. talk about that and promote it and talk about your faith a little bit right yeah directly tied to uh, to the tournament yeah I remember that we had a great conversation and it led to the interview and yeah it was awesome Wow, that's cool. Well, uh, folks, um, uh, George is a, a chaplain here for the Boise Hawks, and uh, we're going to get to talk to him uh, here in just a few minutes about that and about what God's been doing in his life. But first, we want to tell you about some things coming up this summer with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. Um, we have uh, two camp opportunities for athletes at, at all different levels. Uh, the first camp is uh, it's a it's a wrestling camp. It's a Friday night, Saturday on May 29th and 30th. So it's a week after Memorial Day. Memorial Day, I think, is the 25th this year. And um, so we have this, and it's open. We have this wrestling camp, and it's open for wrestlers. Uh, uh, it's a co-ed, so girls wrestling is really growing, I know, around the country, and, and it's been an Olympic sport now. This, this will be the fifth Olympics, I think, that we'll have women's wrestling. Uh, it's amazing how that is time, how time has gone by so fast. But anyway, uh, wrestlers ages 8 to 18 are, are welcome to, to be at this camp. So it's at May 29th and 30th. They're at Meridian High School. And uh, just a two-day camp. They don't stay on campus there. We, uh, you know, they stay in their their homes. So anyway, um, it's it's a great opportunity for wrestlers. And then uh, we have our our camp at the end of the month of June, the Northwest um, FCA Sport Camp, and that's June twenty second through twenty sixth. And uh, we've got you know football and basketball, baseball, softball, volleyball, wrestling at that camp as well. It's a week long camp. Uh, swim and diving. Uh, we have soccer for the girls and guys, and of course track and field, and all the sports within there. We have some incredible coaches there as well, and cross country, uh, all the throws. And, and these high school, junior high kids get to learn how to do the hammer and then um, discus and shot, and as well as pole vault. Um, then we have lacrosse, uh, tennis, cheer and dance, and then golf. I know you love golf as well yeah and uh you know you played some tennis in college we're going to get to that in just a little bit george so anyway folks on at our website at fcaidaho.org you can get some more information about the about the two camps and you can register there too so um got some scholarship opportunities as well uh and uh thanks to a lot of uh, incredibly generous donors at the fca bowl breakfast that we had back in uh, this year it was january 2nd and uh people that uh, have given funds to help you know promote FCA and get kids to camp that couldn't afford it so but um, 
I know, George, we'd love to maybe, hopefully maybe get what it, your your youngest uh, to camp this summer. That would be great. Hopefully it'll work out. But yeah. uh, So, folks, fcaidaho.org, and uh, that's where you can get more information about those camps coming up. So, Well, George, um, you've been uh, helping out and doing the chapels there for the Boise Hawks. Mm-hmm. Um, how many years have you done that now? Uh, I, I want to say it's uh, five or six years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. And uh, I know that they have chapels on Sundays if they have a home game. Right. And uh, you also do the chapel for the home team and then the away team. So tell, tell us what that's like, you know, being able to be able to speak into the lives of these baseball players that are in the minor leagues. And I know that Boise is still a, a single A short season. Right? right, right. Yeah, it's been a tremendous blessing. Um, and I know we've talked about it before where – you know, God has opened up a door uh, for me to, you know, experience two loves, right? The love of God, but also the love of baseball, you know, and bring those two together. It's just feel like a kid in a candy store, so to speak. And um, But to be able to, to come and just facilitate these meetings is, is amazing where you see these young men that are so still impressionable, right? I mean, they're you know they've started their career they're anywhere from especially some of the foreign players anywhere from 16 17 years old all the way up to you know their late 20s and and everything in between and and they're just you know they're trying to get into the bigs and they're working so hard uh they're doing anything and everything they can and they're you know not making a lot of money doing it by the way and they're traveling almost every day yeah they have like two days off from the time they get here in Boise, I think they have maybe two days where they don't have a game, yeah. right? And, and I then, think it's just for the All Star break, if right? You and remember. then they uh, and then they uh, they stay in host homes around here in Boise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they travel by bus, so every trip is so long, right? Yeah, because they they're going to Vancouver, yep, Canada, yeah, and then Everett, mm-hmm. Tri Cities, or Yakima. Which one of those dropped, right? Yakima yeah. dropped. I think Tri-Cities. Tri-Cities is still in. And yeah. Spokane. Spokane. <clears throat> Hillsboro. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then Salem-Kaiser, right? Or yeah. That, or, okay. Yeah, Salem-Kaiser. So they're uh, – but, you know, you just – when you get the chance to talk with them, uh, both in the meeting and then kind of offline when, when they grab you and pull you aside and say, you know, I'd like to talk to you about something, you just – you see the hunger in them. You know, mm-hmm. they're – they're they're ready to listen they're willing to talk and um so again we we do the home team first we do the away team second and then the other awesome opportunity is we actually get a minister to the umpires and um and boy are they are they so welcoming you know they've got and as you know we've got you know <laughs> two to five minutes to <clears throat> to talk with them but yeah they, they welcome us with open arms so it's it's been awesome. You get a longer, <clears throat> you get longer time with the with the two teams. Right? Yeah, about fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. and I know it's really tight. I know, uh, you know, it, it, it was great to get you involved because I was doing that for quite a few years, yep. and then, um, and I I think we had met at church right. through FCA, and we'll get to talk a little more about the FCA part of it a little bit later here. But uh, it was great to bring you alongside, and then. And then for you to take that over, and yeah. uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, to to see you, you know, do that. I know we got to take a trip to to Colorado together that a was few awesome. years back, yeah, and uh, go to the 
the Rocky Stadium there in Denver and um, yeah. or Coors Field is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, Coors Field. Yeah, that was a great time, wasn't it? Oh, that was <laughs> that was amazing. I mean, they rolled out the red carpet. Uh, the owner of the uh, Rockies came into our um, our meetings and shared his testimony and. Um, it, it obviously, you know, we got to meet the players, the manager. Uh, Weiss was the manager at the time, right? And um, and then we just, as uh, chapel leaders throughout the country, under the Rockies organization, we got to just minister to one another, share our testimonies, Eat some meals, yeah. tremendous meals, yeah. <laughs> in the in the uh, where was that in the right field? Yeah, that restaurant in the right field was yeah, was awesome. There's that a big thunderstorm there was a rain delay too remember (laughs) on the first game because we got to go to two games yeah that's right so the the first game was an evening game and then we the other one was the next day was a day game day game yeah it was nice to experience both um yeah and then you know we've got a great uh leader in Bo. yeah um who's uh just a you know awesome guy great testimony came out with that book uh been able to share that book with some of the players you know with the hawks so um yeah, it's it's been a great experience, and I, I you know, the way the Lord works, you know, and how we met at church, got involved with FCA, you opened that door for me, and then, and then how the chapel thing came together, um, you know, it's just it's just been a blessing. I mean, I, and you you experience this all the time, but it's just what you receive from the ministry mm-hmm. is. is is huge mm-hmm. you know yeah you do a lot of work you it, it takes a lot of time but the amount of blessings that you receive in your life the confirmations that you get seeing god's hand work and move it's just so un, you know it's so undeniable god's presence in mm-hmm. in these ministries they look so it, it's so subtle because no one sees it yeah. you know you go to the game you're in the dugout there's maybe a handful of people in the in the stands at the time mm-hmm. But God is working so tremendously in these these players' lives in that dugout in that private little right. session of fifteen minutes. Right, you walk away going, "Wow!" Well, like amazing. you said, you get opportunities to talk with these players yeah. other times throughout the course of the week, right? Especially if they're you know they're reaching out and they they're hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, the, these guys, like you said, are from all over the country and sometimes Central America, and we've mm-hmm. had some we've had some Korean players here as well, and. Um, so it's it's an incredible time to you know to to minister and um and pour into the the managers and the players so mm-hmm. i know uh i remember one time i had bill buckner come and share his testimony oh, yeah. and uh just so powerful and uh you know those uh those young players some many of them maybe didn't know who really who bill was you know because a lot of years had passed since he had been in the in, in major leagues but it's just been a, a great experience and uh it's a great opportunity isn't it to, oh, to be yeah. able to minister to those guys and what george's doing with it's called baseball chapel it's a separate right. ministry right. but it's not it's not with fca it's very similar and i think it maybe started a little bit with fca i'm not sure how everything all got started with that in the 60s and 70s but you know if you love baseball be praying for george we got this summer you know coming up uh the uh the hawks will get in town those players get in town like second week of june something like that after the draft so be praying for george down there at hawk stadium and as he as he uh is able to be a chaplain for them so well george how did you get started in sports and and where did you grow up 
So, uh, born in Southern California, uh, grew up in Central California, uh, kind of between Fresno and Visalia, and a little town called Dinuba. Um, so, a farm farm town, and uh, you know, in a small town of you know whatever ten thousand people, um, you've got to find things to do. And one of the things that we spent a lot of time doing was sports. You know, especially um, on the weekends at the schoolyard and and whatnot. So. Basketball was kind of my my first love, um, but I quickly uh, fell in love with baseball, so played that for a number of years. Um, and then tennis came along, and um, it just seemed to fit me uh, really well. And and uh, so I played that junior high, high school, and then a little bit in college. And um, and you played at a junior college down there. Yeah, I played at a junior college called College of the Sequoia, C O S, in Visalia. Okay. Um, and um, had a great time there. When I transferred to Cal State Fullerton back in Southern California, they had just stopped having uh, men's tennis. Um, but all of my buddies on the team actually transferred over to, um, to Point, Point Loma. Loma. Yeah, Point Loma. and um, and so I was kind of kicking myself for not going with them because after I visited them one time on campus, I realized, wow, this this is a slice of heaven right there on the on the cliffs in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, we've the driven beach. through there. It's, pretty, it's beautiful. Oh, it's, it's awesome. So anyway, kept playing tennis um, competitively um, in tournaments and whatnot. So I, I kept that skill going. But then I kind of backed into uh, golf um, in my, I guess you would say, late 20s and um, just fell in love with it. I, I just think it's the most amazing game out there. Um, it, I think it's one of those games that you you think you're going to master at some point, but you never do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it mimics life in a in a tremendous way, uh, in the fact that it's uh, the you know the one analogy I use is is the grip, right? The harder you grip, the worse you play in in mm-hmm. in golf. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing is in life. You know, the harder you grip life, you know, the more difficult it becomes, and the more you let go and let God, you know, steer you and mm-hmm. direct you. You know, you watch his hand move. Right. So I see that a lot in golf, but the game itself is just so so challenging and so rewarding in the fact that you get to meet a lot of people. You know, it's got that social element that other sports don't have. I mean, they do have it, but not not four hours and get to know someone intimately within four hours because you get to watch their mood swings just like they watch your mood swings throughout <laughs> the day. So it's it's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Y- how did you come to faith in Jesus Christ? What was it that, how did that, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, growing up in Central California, um, I remember the day, it was um, Easter Sunday, uh, 1978. Um, we were, my mom, my dad, my brother and I, we were getting ready for church, obviously. And uh, I remember, um, remember telling my mom, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to make the commitment. I had a ton of questions at eight years old. It's like, well, can I do this? Can I do that? And I was just like, you know, now that I look back, I realize, you know, how odd that must have been for my mom answering some of those questions. <laughs> but so we uh, we both kneeled down at, at our, you know, living room couch, and I accepted the Lord at eight. Um, obviously, a lot to learn at eight years old about uh, the walk with the Lord. But um, I really had that life-changing experience, I think, at, at 20. I think 20 years old is where I 
you know, really understood better understanding of grace, mm-hmm. uh, really the, the joy of living the Christian life. I think mm-hmm. from eight to 20 really struggled with it, you know, you know, tried, tried too hard, mm-hmm. um, got the really grip. frustrated. You're talking about the grip earlier. Yeah. Totally gripping from eight to eight <laughs> to 20. Um, but at 20, uh, really understood, you know, what, what it meant to have a joyful Christian walk as opposed to a struggle of, I, I, I call it the, uh, you know, you know, eight to 20 was running from hell and then 20 on it was running towards Christ. So mm-hmm. it was an awesome transformation. Wow. That's, that's neat. I know that, um, that is a progression or a, uh, a similar story to a lot of folks. I mean, I think we, we come into relationship with the Lord. We know about the Lord. We learn, you know, we start diving into the Bible, but many times we feel like, um, you know, we got to do the right stuff. We get, it's, it's, it's all based on us. You know, mm-hmm. we, we've got to make ourselves holy, but you mentioned coming to like a, a full realization of God's love and grace and, uh, and how much he's done for us and, mm-hmm. and the free gift. We don't have to do anything. We just need to receive it and start yielding to him and surrendering to him and make him like you were saying, Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. not just Savior, but Lord of our lives. So, yeah. Well, that's that's a great story, and uh, I know you you love the Word of God, and uh, I know you love help dissecting that and getting that out to baseball players as well as your family. And w- what about you? What what are some passages of the the Bible that have really meant a lot to you? That where the Holy Spirit's really been speaking to you. Um, about his word so i would say um that pivot in you know when i was 20 i think the the scripture that really um opened my spiritual eyes to to the walk with the lord was uh philippians 4 um that really opened my eyes to understanding the perspective right of Mm -hmm. being content you know Mm -hmm. in all situations Mm -hmm. whether i'm in plenty or in want Mm -hmm. um that was to me the spiritual awakening. God using that scripture or that that chapter to really, you know, open my my heart and my right. mind. And then recently, it's been, you know, I would say for the last five six years, it's been the book of James, just the entire book. And it's and it's a it's a book that I really encourage the players to take in, not just read, but just almost to the point of memorizing it. Where just I tell them, I said, look, you know. It's five chapters, and they're all fairly bite-sized. They're not too big. One chapter a day, Monday through Friday, repeat next week, and just keep repeating it. Just make it part of the regimen of your reading. Not your only reading, of course, but because it's so foundational. I mean, Mm -hmm. especially in today's world where things are moving so quickly, so many things are being justified in, in many names, whether it's the name of God or name of this, name of that, whatever. It's this book has so many pillars mm-hmm. so many foundation mm-hmm. foundational things that if you've got a question about today's world you can almost find it in in the book of james you know yeah. it, it really gets you centered and i i just love the book and so i would say those those are the two philippians four and then the entire book of james is just awesome that's that's good to hear what you're saying because it you know you're right though the world is is really operating in a 
you know, whatever you feel, whatever you want to do, whatever you think, whatever you think is right, all these different kinds of things. But there's, people are wanting something solid, right? You know, kids are wanting something solid. What, you know, what, and so getting back to the word of God is so important. And, uh, and like what you talked about too, and being content, like Paul, I mean, here's, here's a guy who'd been shipwrecked and beat up and thrown out of cities and locked up and all these different things, you know, lost at sea and (laughs) all these different things. And he's writing about being content and, you know, and, and having plenty and having little. And he, I think those secrets that he talks about earlier, he talks about the secret of being content. And earlier in that chapter, he talks about rejoice in the Lord and Mm -hmm. let your graciousness be known to everyone, knowing that the Lord is near. And then he talks about praying about everything and not worrying about anything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's like, really? Pray about everything? Yeah, pray about everything. So, <laughs> right. I, I mean, I love that chapter too, George. I mean, yeah. that's uh, it's been, uh, the Lord's really he made that a special chapter for me as well. So, well, you know, George, I know we've got just a little time. It's gone by so fast. I know, but you, um, you know, obviously you, you work with the, you know, as a chaplain with the baseball team. You love baseball. Yeah. And, uh, um, you're a big Dodger fan, right? And uh, what what do you think about the season coming up for the Dodgers? They've uh, got a few acquisitions that are pretty interesting here, as far as new team team members. So right. What, where do you think the Dodgers are going to land this year? Well, yeah, being a I, I always call it born a Dodger fan, right? Being born from, a Dodger, yeah, fan. <laughs> being from Southern California. Southern California. Yeah. Um, I the older I get, the more I realize, um, you know, teams are great in large part due to uh, to coaching, right? And again, you can have the best players all day long, right? And and we've seen we've seen so many iterations of the Yankees and 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 the Red Sox and and where they you know they put out a lot of money to get some really good players, and that's great. I have nothing against that. And the Dodgers have recently done done a lot of purchasing as well, but I think it still falls back. To coaching, right? Mm-hmm. The manager, and I, I think that is the key. And I think, regardless of of how many people they acquire this year, or the you know the, the top players or whatnot, it's good. But I think the reason why the Dodgers have been in the playoffs so many times, so consistently, been to the World Series so many times in the last five six years, is the fact that they've got a really good coach. They got a great manager, um, and he's got a great support staff, right? Um, I watch the same thing with my adopted team, which is, you know, the Angels. Mike Sosha, great coach, great manager, and he had a great support staff, you know, all the way down the line. Who, by the way, um, after he left, one of his coaches is now um, the coach here, the manager here, Steve Solis oh, for, right, the, for right. the Hawks. Yeah. And great guy, huge supporter of, of uh, Baseball Chapel. Uh, but anyway, getting back to... Um, to the Dodgers, yeah, I, I think they're going to compete in a huge way. Um, I'm, you know, again, being a big fan, I'm hoping they they get the World Series this year. But bottom line is they're going to be so competitive, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it all comes back to to coaching and managing. And um, so, yeah, I I, th- I think they'll be in the playoffs, but I'm pretty confident they'll be in the World Series again. Well, yeah. and now that the 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 Rockies are our team here in Boise, yeah. And uh, I know that the 
the major league team there in Denver, they uh, they've tried to reposition their teams. There there were single A and double A and triple A within the Rocky Mountain states. Mm-hmm. I think there's one or two teams that aren't, but um, I know we, you know, you and I both kind of follow the Rockies a little bit too. Oh, yeah. So how are they going to? What do you think they're going to be doing this year? Um, I, I think they'll do well, but you know they're still they're still trying to figure that out you know with players and and coaching staff and uh but i think they'll they'll be competitive i think they'll be competitive you know they've got a great farm system as you know you and i know having uh been closely tied to baseball chapel and meeting with the other uh chaplains from the other teams you know whether it's albuquerque which is now their triple a or um the high desert in southern california now is their uh single a and um and that's a single a long season long right? season yeah right? so and there's another short single a and is it durango or somewhere in Col- another place in colorado that's right yeah the rookie league yeah um is it durango or somewhere around there yeah yeah um yeah so and then then they've got a couple east coast teams right um south carolina and then um i want to say uh connecticut or or Massachusetts, I, I can't remember right. which now. Well, it, it's it's, it's here. It, yeah. Baseball season's here. Oh, it's awesome. Gosh, a couple weeks and uh, uh, Major Leagues are starting off. So, yeah. Well, George, man, time's flown by, and yeah. uh, it's been just great to visit with you. Yeah, and same here. Hear a little more about your story, about what God's done in your life, and then what, you know, your passion now and how God's using you, you know, in a – capacity to, to pour into those players there so we're going to be praying for you and so thanks so much for being on the air today and folks if you're interested in um, getting more information on those camps go to fcaidaho.org so well George thanks again for being on Thank the show you. today appreciate it thanks for listening today if you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho, and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.